How's it going, everybody? It's uh, Dave Taylor back. A uh, short review of uh, WWE's Extreme Rules, which was in the books, and uh, quite the show uh, it was. Uh, entertaining show. Uh, I liked it. Um, hopefully, you did too. Uh, doesn't seem to be a lot to uh, complain about with this one. Uh, there'll be some things uh, we'll get to them again. Uh, thanks for checking out ESPR Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. And uh, again, we're just saying a quick review of uh, of Extreme Rules. Uh, by the way, if you're just uh, catching us, uh, you can find us uh, on the web or we're part of uh, 106.9 The Fox and FM 99's only wrestling podcast. You can find us at 1069thefox.com and fm99.com. Uh, anywhere you uh, have a podcast app, search ESPR Wrestling. We're all over the place. SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, leave us a review. That'd be great, too. Uh, you got that. You, uh, of course, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ESPR99, and uh, if you want to email us, you can do that too. Most of our messages come in through Facebook, but uh, if you want to go the old email route, you can do that, ESPR at FM99.com. So here we are, Extreme Rules is in the books, and uh, we'll we'll go quickly uh, through the uh, results of the show, and I'd love to hear your comments and everything as uh, this uh, just uh, wrapped up just a couple of minutes ago. The uh, pre-show match uh, wasn't bad. Liv Morgan versus uh carmella it was uh, great to see Liv morgan get a featured match uh, with some time I mean, this was the shortest match of the night but when you're on the pre-show uh it usually is the case but it went just under eight minutes uh entertaining match it was a good showcase for Liv. Uh, i'm kind of happy for her and like when she got the win she seemed like emotionally uh happy as well and i, I think it's a great moment hopefully there's more things to come for live down the road, but uh, congrats to her on winning. The uh, show opened up. Uh, we learned during the uh, pre-show that there was going to be a six-man tag match uh, between the New Day and Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, and Omos. And they uh, kicked off the show. And uh, just a straightforward six-man match. It was a great match. Uh, just a, a lot of bumps, a lot of false finishes. It was very entertaining. And, uh, you know, I kind of like how they set some things up like for down the road, a little bit possibly Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles uh, having a, a little bit of a beef with each other. That was going on. Uh, you had a big E pinning Lashley, which would set up Bobby cutting a promo backstage, challenging Big E to a match, which is going to happen in the Raw tomorrow. And I love it because they are <laughs> – what they're doing is, you know, they're combating football and everything else. So, of course, uh, they announced that um, – they're going to, uh, you know, do everything they can to uh, get that uh, show uh, started in a big way possible. But, uh, yeah, I kind of feel and felt that uh, New Day would win that match. And, um, it, like I said, set up uh, the match that they're going to kick off Raw with tomorrow. So, there you go. 8 o'clock, Big E versus Bobby Lashley. Of course, they'll probably do some shenanigans and then find a way to, to draw it out. Because, uh, yeah, you know. But I like the fact if they do kick off Raw with a wrestling match, I can't remember the last time that happened. But a fun match. Uh, if you didn't see it, definitely uh, go check it out. The next match, uh, the only down part of this match is a lot of things that happened in this match were similar to the first match. The SmackDown Tag Team Championship, the Usos defending against the Street Profits. Still a great match. Uh, totally a great story with uh, you know Montez Ford and uh, the injured ribs and everything. And I thought it was kind of interesting. If you, if you saw any of the pre-show that 
not like they're teasing a breakup of the Street Profits, but I thought it's just kind of weird, you know, because Dawkins was at a wedding or wherever he was on Friday. And then, uh, you know, Montez, like, asked him if he's got his back. And it just felt like that was kind of weird. Um, but, you know, but they had a great match. Uh, you know, it was very entertaining. Uh, we knew it was going to be good. And it lived up to the billing. And the Usos won the match. Uh, great storytelling in the match. I mean, again, some of the moves were similar because we just had a six-man match before that. So the match's uh, layout was uh, was kind of weird tonight uh, in regards to that because you saw a couple of uh, similar things. But, um, you know, was the match predictable? Yeah, I, I would say, Phil. But, uh, you know, sometimes it's the uh, the story of how you get there. You know, you know this guy is going to win. But if it tells a good story, then I think uh, I think you're in good shape. But uh, so I enjoy the match and the Usos retain. And that's what uh, happened there. How long has um, Street Profits been a tag team? Well, they do go back to NXT. So uh, that that's their uh, beginning and stuff. Because uh, I think when they were in, I'm trying to remember if you want to correct me on this. I believe when they were NXT Tag Team Champions, they would occasionally show up on Raw, not to wrestle, but they would be in a segment backstage. And then that kind of like introduced people to the Street Proverts and stuff. And then they finally came over last year. Um, uh, you know, kind of, kind of like we had a little bit of an audience. And then, of course, you know, we saw a lot of them during the uh, the pandemic, but they put on a great match. They show they can hang with the Usos, and I think that's uh, a good sign for them down the road. And maybe, I don't know, maybe they end up at Raw. And because, uh, you know, they had the tag team champions, because remember they were the champions at one time, and then, you know, they had the draft, and New Day went to, you know, Raw, and these guys went to SmackDown. So maybe they go back to Raw uh, beginning with the uh, draft next week. So uh, the next match, Raw Women's Championship, Charlotte Flair, Versus Alexa Bliss. Uh, one thing I didn't like about this, as the Charlotte was coming down to the ring, Michael Cole points out that uh, you know, like Charlotte's all out of challengers. She's pretty much gone through everybody because you know, there's no roster left anymore. Um, I didn't like that because it just kind of made it sound like, like really, there is nobody. So does it mean somebody from NXT is coming in? Are they going to get somebody else? It was a good match, not too hokey on the Alexa gimmick stuff. I was a little worried about that. Um, but uh, an entertaining match, and uh, you know the end was uh, was interesting. You know, with the whole doll thing, and then um, you know Charlotte defeating Alexa, and then you know Alexa getting mad afterwards because Charlotte tore the doll to threads. But Charlotte beat Charlotte, you know, beat up Alexa some more because that's what Charlotte does. And uh, and then uh, Alexa with the Alka Seltzer in her mouth that didn't really foam up uh, too much. Um, <laughs> but trying to get that effect of being mad uh, and crying and everything else. Uh, but other than that, uh, it was uh, it was fine for what it was. I mean, it was a good match. It wasn't as strong as uh, the previous matches on the card, uh, but definitely like not skippable as uh, maybe you might be worried about. It's definitely worth checking out. In the end, with the doll, everything else, and then uh, yeah, Lily's basically been destroyed. Uh, but we'll see. Maybe there's a resurrection or maybe Alexa moves on. To something else, but uh, but not a bad match. Uh, the next match was the triple threat match for the United States Championship: Damian Priest versus Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. Jeff Hardy was really over with the crowd, and there's many times in this match, and I'm sure I'm not alone. I thought that Jeff Hardy was going to win this thing, uh, especially at the end, the sequence, the last couple of minutes, which usually in a triple threat match, it's like the you know the, the craziest stuff. Um, they did a good build getting to it. 
I mean, the thing with a triple threat, you always got, you know, somebody getting thrown out of the ring and you get two guys going at it. You know, it's not always where you get, uh, uh, you know, all three in action at the same time. But the last couple of minutes was outstanding. And Damian Priest uh, wins by rolling up Sheamus. But uh, moments before that, um, I thought Hardy was going to win. Phil thought Hardy was going to win. It, it was it was a match that I think was better than anybody anticipated. And, um, uh, you know, it was it was very, very good match. Uh, Philip says match of the night. Philip, I, I may have to agree with you. Um, if it's not match of the night, it's definitely definitely up there as one of the uh, good matches of the uh, of the card. But definitely a, a great show uh, for that, uh, for these guys to be spotlight. Good for Damian Priest, by the way. Uh, by the way, Sheamus there in this match, uh, he was a big part of it because he just the way he was uh, communicating with the crowd, having a great time and stuff. Um, yeah, and Seamus, you still do have it. So this is uh, for you. It's just water, but I need to get a drink on. But definitely a very entertaining match. And then the next match was for the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. That was a uh, Becky Lynch defending against Bianca Belair. And I seen clips of their matches that they had on their uh, on their UK or European tour, wherever they were. So I thought maybe like this match is going to kind of be similar because Becky was winning those matches with a uh, roll up, which some people call the most devastating move in all of wrestling. It was a very I liked the match. It was great to see Becky back. Uh, by the way, um, and the great thing is, and you know, take note because sometimes when wrestlers come back or they have a new character, uh, they're the same wrestler. Um, Becky had a lot of new moves in her repertoire, which was which was great, and. Um, Philip, I don't mind the ending. So the ending came uh, where Bianca had uh, Becky up and then Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks returned. How about that? And attacked Bianca for the uh, DQ win. So uh, Bianca gets the uh, disqualification win. And then now uh, Becky's in the title picture. So now you get all three vying for the title. We'll see what happens on Friday. And with the draft coming up, if anybody gets moved, I enjoyed the match. The pacing was great. The crowd was into it. I mean, the ending, it, it protects everybody. Because I think if Becky pinned Bianca, a lot of people would be complaining. And then if it happened the other way, it'd be like, really? She comes back and she loses her uh, first match in television uh, after winning the title. So I guess that's the best outcome. I mean, I mean unless you did the uh, time limit draw like you did uh, you know, with uh, Brian Danielson and uh, Kenny Omega. This is, I, I guess, the next best thing. But I enjoyed the match. It was it was good. It was entertaining. And uh, Becky is still your champion. And now, you know, Sasha Banks is in the picture, which uh, should bring some uh, good stuff. So, now they, uh, now Patrine's asking, did they ever say why she wasn't at SummerSlam? They did not. Um, I had a lot of speculation at the time was uh, possibly, I mean, I don't want to say like it was COVID because I don't know for sure. But there was a lot of speculation of, uh, you know, what it may by, might have been. Um, that may have been the reasoning. And then, you know, they needed, you know, or that was a switch to get Becky in there. Um, just, you know, for the reaction and everything else with uh, AEW and all that going on. So, um, but yes, and, and she could have been hurt as well, Philip. You know, we, we just never really know. And uh, they're just not going to disclose certain things. Maybe down the, the road we'll... We'll find out, you know, kind of like when she took all that time off of WrestleMania a couple years ago when she and Bailey dropped the uh, tag team champions uh, chip uh, at WrestleMania. But good to see her back. You know, wasn't really thinking she was going to be back because you just haven't heard much lately. But because, you know, she kind of 
disappeared at SummerSlam, but now she's back. Hopefully she's healthy. Everything is good, and uh, we will see what happens. But, uh, you know, we don't know. Uh, we'll find out. But anyways, bra, SmackDown should be interesting on Friday. Not just for that, but also for the main event of the evening, Roman Reigns versus the Demon Finn Balor. Uh, this was a great match. I, I enjoyed it. It was, uh, you know, the good storytelling. And, of course, you know, at some point the Usos were going to get involved. And everybody was probably waiting for Brock Lesnar to show up. Uh, we did not get Brock at all. Uh, during the match, after the match, that never happened. I was waiting for the music. And at one point outside of the ring, after an amazing sequence involving the Usos, uh, and, and, then, and then the spear through the barricade, uh, a great moment. And then and then you had you know, the heartbeat of, uh, you know, when that first happened for the demon, first I thought like, Oh my gosh, like Bray Wyatt's here or something, and the Fiend is back, and because he had the red lighting and everything going on, and the Fiend going nuts, not the Fiend, the Demon going nuts, puts uh, gets Roman through a table, gets Roman in the ring, stands on the top rope, the rope snaps, falls off, takes a spear, and the Demon gets pinned by Roman Reigns. I guess if you're gonna have the Demon lose. It's, I guess it's got to be this way, other than um, some sort of, you know, cheap roll-up or, um, you know, outside interference. I, I guess it's just circumstances that, uh, you know, that the Demon loses and Roman retains. So, that it's, uh, you know, seven matches tonight, you had four, five title matches and no titles change hands tonight. I, I figured, uh, you know, at least in the main event, I thought there was going to be one. I didn't see the Demon losing. However... Not thinking, not thinking earlier today, uh, the Crown Jewel event, which is coming up in just a few weeks, because, uh, you know, why not? That's going to be October 21st. It's uh, Roman Reigns uh, fighting at Brock Lesnar. That was announced. So, uh, of course, Roman's going to retain the title because they've already announced uh, where he's going to be fighting it again. I know sometimes they they have the occasional title change, but no, if, if that's announced for the for Crown Jewel, uh, they're they're going to get that match because <laughs> people are not going to be happy, uh, at least in Saudi Arabia. There you go. So I, I you know, I'm going to give the show high grades. I'll say, you know, wasn't wasn't a perfect show. Uh, wasn't like a downer by any means. You know, the the uh, six shows that we had or six matches we had on the main card were tremendous. Um, they all were entertaining, and, and even the pre-show match, which you know, usually I say the pre-show match is skippable. I go eight and a half. Philip goes seven and a half. Um, I, I mean, I liked it. I mean, yeah, a couple ending of the last two matches uh, could be debatable. Um, but again, I think I think it's the protection of Bianca Belair and Becky, and then you find a way to get Sasha Banks back in there, and then uh, no Brock, you know. But, but hey, you know, he doesn't have to be there every time. I know it, it's a tease kind of thing, but okay, well, maybe he's going to show up the next time. We'll probably see him Friday, so they can set up the uh, pay per view. For that, do uh, titles uh, usually change hand at Crown Jewels? They do, uh, Patrine. Uh, you that's when the um, the disastrous Goldberg match took place against the Fiend, and when the Fiend was uh, basically destroyed by Goldberg in about three minutes, and everybody was just kind of like, "Well, so much for the Fiend." And uh, there was that. Uh, there was also the uh, match, I believe it was uh, the Fiend defeating Seth Rollins out there at one of those other Crown Jewel events. So 
Uh, titles do change hands. I think tag team titles have changed hands, but uh, a couple of world titles have uh, changed hands in Saudi Arabia. And uh, so who knows what's going to happen this time? Hopefully, um, you know, we, we get something decent out of this match, uh, especially if they're going all that way. It lasts, you know, more, well, probably maybe the length of their Mania match was a, uh, a decent amount of time a few years ago. I am digging um, the Roman Reigns character still, by the way. I, 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 I do like it. Um, you know, I know he's been a champion for over a year, but you got to remember a big part of that was we didn't have crowds and the character works. And this is something they should have done years ago. I know they want to make him the guy and him being what he is right now. He's the guy. I love it. It's enjoyable. It's, it's made, uh, you know, it's, it's the best story that WWE has, has been telling for the last uh, year now. And hats off to them. Now, if they can get some of the other stories going, that would be great. By the way, um, and if you're watching this, you're probably not watching Seth Rollins on the uh, Stone Cold uh, Skull Sessions, Broken Skull Sessions. I just watched a couple minutes of that, so it was like getting this started. Uh, go check it out. It is great. Um, we had Seth Rollins on the show. Kind of like when we first started the show, like four years ago. Holy cow. Um, <laughs> now that he's changed... But he just he just seems so down to earth and everything and a happy kind of go lucky guy uh, and just doing some amazing things. And just some of the clips I've seen of it. So go check that out. And I'm a little behind on some Broken Skull sessions. I need to watch some uh, other ones. Uh, if you make some recommendations to which ones I should check out, I think I missed like the last like two or three. So I need to do that. But definitely go check out the uh, Seth Rollins one. Maybe uh, do that uh, before Raw tomorrow. So there you go. That's Extreme Rules in the books. A fun show. Like uh, you know. Go check it out if you haven't seen it. Uh, and I enjoyed it. Uh, Crowd Jewel next month uh, probably won't be in high end. But on that, but hey, we'll give the show a chance. Tonight, they were very motivated, very into it. Um, I, I, I like – you can tell when they're inspired. And tonight, it was very inspired on the performers' parts. Um, it, that makes a huge difference in the show because sometimes like those Crown Jewel shows, they just go through the motions. You know, maybe it's jet lag. Uh, maybe with some other things, but uh, tonight, very inspired show. So appreciate that. Uh, you can email us, by the way, ESPRFM99.com. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at, F- at ESPR99. Uh, I'm sure uh, probably doing this on the uh, Facebook page now. Uh, who's in charge of the draft uh, between, you know, I don't know. Um, probably USA and Fox because they're probably fighting over uh, what networks get what wrestlers. So I don't know if that means, you know, Roman's going to go to Raw. Uh, you know, is Biggie going to go to SmackDown? Are they going to move Brock? Are they going to move, um, you know, the ladies around, Sasha? Or, you know, who's going to challenge Charlotte? Which, you know, I guess does that mean Bianca goes to Raw? Um, you can see that happening there. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what uh, what goes on there. But, uh, yeah, I don't know who's making the pricks. Uh, the, the, the picks. Uh, who's making the picks for the uh, brands? Because there's no commissioners. Uh, well, last time I think they did it with the networks and stuff. I don't know if you remember the, or uh, maybe two years ago, they had the dancing robots for Fox, and they had you know the uh, Fox executives and the USA executives in the room, and they're making their picks. And I think like Stephanie McMahon came out. I'm assuming it's going to be uh, 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 the, the bald guy, and then and Sonny Deville, who, um, whose name I can't remember at the moment, but they'll probably be announcing the picks. Uh, throughout the show, especially with Sonya's character as we're de- uh, developing it with a feud with uh, Naomi. And at some point, that's going to probably uh, not going to pay off, but uh, 
get more build up into some sort of match. I don't know if that means Sonny is going to return to wrestling or uh, what the uh, next step is there. But uh, but that's probably who's going to be uh, at least making the announcements. Um, we'll find out on Friday how it goes down. And I don't know the status if it's just going to be a draft because remember years years ago these have the match and the winner of the match, you know they got you know they got the next draft pick, you know of course it was like kind of like random how a lot of that was done. But we'll I'm going to assume this draft's going to probably be like the other ones. Uh, hopefully not as boring as the last couple of them have been. So we will see. Uh, by the way, uh, you can check out our shows or uh, podcast episodes anywhere you got a podcast app uh, like SoundCloud, TuneIn, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. The search ESPR Wrestling. You can find us on our websites at fm99.com, 1069fox.com, under the media tab. And uh, there you go. So uh, I think Sean and I might be doing a full review of the show uh, sometime this week. We will see. And uh, thanks for checking us out. Thanks for staying up late tonight. And as always, uh, make sure you eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. Have a great night, everybody. We'll see you later. Go to bed. Ah.